I think roller derby is a hopeful thing. He earned enough money from selling plants that he paid off the mortgage on his house. People always want to know, uh, you know, is that a lie or is that the truth? I completely disassembled this Triumph TR6. I wish I could have been a professional woman soccer player. I'm Martha Woodruff, and this is The Spark, an exploration of interesting people doing interesting things. Starry, starry night. Paint your palette blue and gray. Northern New Jersey native Daniel Stein is a rising senior at JMU. And his idea of a really good time is to drive out into the middle of nowhere, set up a camera in total darkness, and spend the entire night taking pictures of the sky. Which, when he talks about it, sounds like a really complicated process. The way I see photography is I see a very, like, technical side of things rather than just a point-and-click function. Some of my photos involve hours of exposures just to get one shot. That's not even to bring forth all the post-production involved with some of those photos. And so I see a lot more work going into one photo rather than just, you know, snap, maybe add some lighting adjustments to it, and then send it off to social media. I see it as a very intricate process that everyone seems to take for granted almost because everyone just has a phone in their pocket that they could take pictures with. What do you cam- what camera do you use? I use a few cameras, but my favorite is a Canon EOS 5D Mark III. It's a digital SLR camera, full frame, which means it takes in as much light as like a 35mm film camera. It's interchangeable lenses, and so you could put different lenses on it, put different flashes on it, mount it to tripods. It's not exactly the most portable camera in the world, but it's a fantastic camera for capturing just about everything I want to capture. Now let's get to what you want to capture. So what I want to capture is photography of the nighttime sky, and that's called astrophotography. It's called what? Astrophotography. Astrophotography, okay. That's kind of a name given to it over time. It's always been a thing, astrophotography, but it's definitely becoming more popular since cameras are becoming much better at capturing objects in low light. Those being stars, galaxies, distant space objects like planets and nebula and such. That's kind of what I want to do with my cameras. And in particular, the 5D Mark III is very good at doing those things, and that's why I like it. So what I'll do is place it on a tripod, find what I want to capture, which is a very intricate process because first I have to plan out what I want to capture and how I want to do it because capturing the Milky Way galaxy is a lot different than capturing the Andromeda galaxy. One we're in and one we're looking at. The Andromeda is what we're looking at. Okay. Talk me through the difference in the process. Right. So um, let's use this example. The Milky Way galaxy is the galaxy we're in. So I'll put my camera on a tripod and do something like a 30-second exposure at a wide angle with a very high, what's called an ISO, which is how sensitive the sensor is to the light. And that's a matter of a 30-second capture, and then that's the image. You just sort of point it at the sky? Right. On a starry night? On a starry night with no light pollution. That's a big factor. Yep. You could see the Milky Way with with the naked eye when you have minimal light pollution, but you have to just kind of see, like, there's these clouds that kind of look like they're clouds in the sky, but they're like dust clouds, and they're filled with all these particles and matter and whatnot, and... That's how you know, oh, I think that's the Milky Way. And so you point the camera in that direction, 
And the thing is, you don't know. It's not like looking at an iPhone screen when you're taking a picture. You can't see it in the camera's LCD or the viewfinder. You have to take a long image, like a 30-second exposure, to even know you framed it properly. And so a lot of what I do takes a lot of time just to frame or compose an image because there's so much involved with going back and like looking at the screen and saying, okay, is that what I want to frame? Yes. All right. Now I'll actually capture the image that I want to capture. And so for distant space objects like Andromeda, those are very hard to find because unless you're extremely good at astronomy with like a PhD and whatnot, you're, it's not really easy to tell, oh, that's Andromeda. It just looks like another blur in the sky, so to speak. And so what I've done is um, I've used an app on my phone, which um, uses the gyroscope in it. And as you tilt and move around the phone, it says, oh, here's this galaxy, here's this constellation, here's this star. And what I'll do is I'll kind of hold my phone adjacent to my camera. And as I move the camera around on the tripod head, I'll see, oh, okay, there it is. And then I'll start to take my practice exposures and whatnot. With an app? Just with an app. Where'd you find this app? There's actually a bunch of them on the uh, iOS app store. The one that I use is called Starwalk. And it's pretty cool because it, it tells you the moon phases and when the best time to go out is. It has all these interactive maps and it uses, like I said, the gyroscope and the phone. So as you move, the um, actual map moves. And what's really good about it is when I go out to these locations, there's no service. This application doesn't require service to operate. I wanted to ask you about that. Uh, you talked about minimal light pollution. Right. Where do you go to find that? So, believe it or not, as much as JMU is surrounded by a city full of light pollution, it's very accessible to go out to these dark sky locations because we're in a valley. And so the mountains kind of block out a lot of Harrisonburg, Waynesboro, and other surrounding areas light pollution. And so the easiest way to do that is to drive on Route 33, either east or west. I usually like to go west into West Virginia. And um, a very popular location, to me at least, where I go to is called the uh, George Washington National Forest. Oh, um, yes. It's part of the Shenandoah National Park. So it's a public uh, reservation area. And um, at night, the sky just glows with thousands of stars compared to maybe the 10 that you see here in Harrisonburg. And what's more, it's only about a 45-minute drive away from where we're standing or sitting right now. Now, another location that I like to go to is even further deep into West Virginia. It's actually at the highest peak of West Virginia, and that's called Spruce Knob Reservation Area. It is home to the darkest skies on the East Coast, and that is about a two-hour drive from JMU. But that's it, two hours and you're in the darkest skies on the East Coast. And do you just get in your car and go? I actually have a friend right. who, um, yeah, I have a friend who's really into it, too. Into dark sky into, or the photography? Into both. Uh, dark sky viewing, stargazing. He's a very smart person. He is actually a physics major. And so he knows a lot more about the actual sky itself. He and I will occasionally go out together, but many times I will just go out alone. It starts off with me looking at the sky during the day. Is it clear? That's the first thing. Is the sky clear? That's usually the hardest part is getting a clear sky. And the thing is, when you're looking at locations 45 minutes to two hours away in the mountains, a clear sky here could be rain there. And so then I go on and I have three sources of weather that I check to make sure they all agree with each other to say, will it be clear throughout the duration of the night? If that is the case, then I will check the moon phase. I will make sure that the moon 
will either be a new moon, which means that there's no moonlight, or that it will set before it gets dark outside. And that way I have an entire night or a good majority of the night for shooting because the moon acts basically as a source of light pollution, washing out all the stars in the galaxies. How did a young man from 30 minutes north of New York City, where a lot of times you can't even see a star, get so enraptured with the night sky? Well, I think because, like you said, I'm so close to New York City, I don't see stars where I live. And so part of being from that area, then coming down to Harrisburg and seeing even 10 stars in the sky just kind of amused me. Catch a falling star and put it in your pocket, never let it fade away. Catch a falling star and put it in your pocket, save it for a rainy day. You can see some of Daniel Stein's spectacular images of the night sky at WMRA.org.